Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. Hi, babe. Hi. Babes. Hi. <laughs> oh, wait. What, what's that noise? Oh, is that just, I don't know. Oh, wait. Is it just it... a little? Oh. Oh, it's your Welcome America. After dark. I'm just going to mm. take a sip of this a gin and sip tonic. of wine. Tell you what, oh, just drained half a glass there. Oh, I'll tell you something though, it's a good gin. Oh, it's a good gin. It's a good gin. Then that's gin? a good one. Mm. Um, well, here we are, <laughs> another episode recording on a Saturday night. Yep, spent the whole day together. <laughs> I'm probably going to spend quite a lot of tomorrow together as well. Yeah, sure. You know, that's what happens. Um, uh, by the way, I finally caught up with Next in Fashion. Oh, as I described it last week, a show that takes place on a boat in international waters. Exactly. <laughs> but I think it's kind of key to us and maybe this podcast because the hosts yeah. are British. Yeah. But it takes place in international waters with yeah. lots of Americans. And lots of Americans are talking about it and watching it at the moment. So I feel like... Yeah. Well, and like Tan France is, is British, but like was almost born from an American show. So it's very strange just to class him as British, even though he actually is. And then Alexa Chung, I mean, <laughs> to see her back on screen is weirdly thrilling. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I, I really like Alexa Chung. I, I, it, I, I always used to find her annoying and alluring when she was on T4. Mm-hmm. And I had the exact same feeling seeing her next in fashion. I was like, oh, she's so annoying. Then I was like, oh, she's so alluring. Seeing her just like stomping around in an outfit like every episode. I, I, I couldn't help but like her again. How do you feel about the two of them as hosts? Uh, I don't mind it. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. They're like, it feels like something from the T4 era in the sense that they're being very kind of sarcastic, which also doesn't work for American audiences. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, they're very much in the, the Netflix school of um, uh, Nicole Byer hosting. Right. It's sort of from Nicole Byer on um, Nailed, Nailed it. it. It's very kind of like, oh, blah, skit. Like, it's like they're doing a real show. Yeah. They're not just being... Normally in the States, it's very the host can be very straight. Yeah. And they're straight, but upbeat and enthusiastic, like a Mario Lopez. Right. But oh, no, no. They're being like full on, sarcastic, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. They're going for it. Um, oh, yes. And I, I know that, remember last week I pointed out there was a Scottish contestant that I wanted to hear you do an impression of. Okay. So the, the, the Scottish contestant, her name is Hayley Scanlon from Dundee. Let's just have a little listen. So, she, <laughs> so she's from Dundee. The way she talks, everything's just a bit like, my name's Hayley Scanlon, and I'm a bit pissed <laughs> off. Uh, I think this look's going to look disgusting. She's that's, very like that. That's perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I finally got to hear your Hayley Scanlon impression. Uh, the, the show is kind of fascinating because it it's, the first of all, the editing, particularly in episode one, it, it's like I'm on a roller coaster and I'm having a seizure. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's insane. It's utterly insane well, how fast it is. And also last week I said, I still can't believe in a world where Project Runway is actually airing currently that it's on Netflix. It seems so strange. Yeah, but Netflix just clearly just wanted their own yeah, Project Runway. It's exactly the same. It's, it's, like, I, it's I, I so really, similar. I never really watched Project Runway. Oh, don't even get me started. I want to do like a, I would love to do like a Project Runway recap, like just start from the very beginning and just... Talk about every single episode. Same with America's Next Top Model. I've got a lot to say about those early seasons. Woo, mama. Um, okay, do you know what we should say to any new listeners out there? We should tell you what the hell we're about. This is your Welcome America. Every episode, we tackle a British topic. We dissect mm-hmm. it for you. Yep. And we work out what the American equivalent of it is. Yep. And then the other person takes on an American topic works out the british equivalent and that's basically it we're just we're translating between these two countries and keeping this special relationship going and we should also say hello to our friends at afterthought media the podcast rupaul's drag race recap is back for season 12 starting for this friday the season 12 starting this friday yeah got it so um give the podcast a listen rupaul's drag race recap they break down they've already done already done meet the queens and they'll go episode by episode oh wait speaking of meet the queens uh any favorites from from this new season season 12 well i actually i watched i watched um some of the meet the queens and i didn't like Gigi good but then i saw a um a video of her performing she came out in like a kind of barbarian you know like a lederhosen look and did this and did the beginning of um Turning around on a music box from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, where she was pretending to be like the wind up doll, oh. and then it broke down into uh, Gwen Stefani wind it up. Oh, and I and I mean, I she got me with that because she's young, good. she's young as well. So those are two like good references for someone who's like twenty one. And her her whole vibe, she's sort of like seventies vibe, L A. Yeah, that's interesting because the thing with Meet the Queens is you should you should actually never judge them on it because Meet the Queens, they're. Being, they're sort of speaking to camera and they're saying what they think yeah. they are, but quite often that's not who they yeah, are she, at all. She seemed very different watching her perform than seeing her do her interview. The other one, the only reason I like her is just because she was called Jan and it made me laugh that she was just called Jan. <laughs> Sounds like she, we need to add Jan to our list of 90s mum's names. Jan. Oh, you know Jan next door. Oh, no, yeah. but I, for, for me, it'd be Janice. Oh, full Janice. Name. Oh, no, it'd be Jan in my area. Like, oh, you know Jan. Jan down the road. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm, her and her husband well, she's split up. Well, she, oh, shit. Yeah, Jan oh, no. and Michael just split up. Well, do you know why? Well, I heard Sheila and Michael were, you know. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favourites. I was into Nikki Doll, the French one. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was sort of queen, very kind of like fashion and European and like 90s runways. I'm not so her. sure that's going to work so well on American drag race. Probably not. <laughs> um, I was also into, wait, there was one, Heidi in Closet. <laughs> very like, <laughs> very like, 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 well, just, she seemed very like, likable and kind and, yeah oh, wait a minute is that the one i really was thinking of i think so yeah she seems very like she's got a good heart yeah no and she she seemed the least one of the least like scripted self-scripted kind yes. of ones where she was just talking and it was like actually kind of warm and warm and funny and she also like i was like oh you seem really like yeah warm funny lovely and then it showed a shot of her runway look and she looked like mel b meets tina turner <laughs> right, and i was yes. like Whoa! <laughs> so i was like oh you got something and i was also kind of interested in dahlia sin and crystal method but you know we'll see um okay before we get into the show before we get into our two topics we should do some feedback <laughs> Uh, well, I have some feedback that I can't 
quite handle at the moment, but okay. that, that was uh, today. Your husband, Jesse, just turned to us and said, please explain the monarchy. And I said, Jesse, we don't have the time and I don't have the bandwidth for that. Like our, our, <laughs> our research, research skills of doing a light Google <laughs> yeah, is like, not going to cover the monarchy. Exactly. I was like, Wikipedia page, the monarchy, too much. I had some feedback from Colin in London, a.k.a. Crystal, friend of the pod. Oh, yeah. He sent me this. Um, now, this is just a little bit of a ramble. It might not make much sense, but it is in relation to our discussion of Alicia Dixon. It's a bit of a ramble. Okay. But you'll just just go on a journey with Crystal and see where we end up. I'm just sat here in the UK, in London, and I've just been buffeted by Storm Ciara. And it made me realize that your categorization of Alicia Dixon as the Kelly Rowland of the UK is erroneous and frankly insulting to Kelly Rowland because (laughs) Kelly Rowland is an international superstar and as you said Alicia Dixon is despite hosting a successful show in the US is still completely unknown and I feel like that's what would happen if Ciara hosted a UK TV show people would be like Ciara who's she? (laughs) really all i have to say ciara excellent singer many hits local alicia dixon very successful many hits local and just think on that so wow local i think he's (laughs) essentially saying that ciara ciara should be okay the u.s equivalent of alicia dixon he then just followed up with this also i'm drunk (laughs) so that explained it all i think should we do this let's do it and we are back every week we do an american topic and a british topic and ben is going first with our american topic what do you got babes well you know full well what i've got the american topic (laughs) this week is the britney spears (laughs) pop-up The Zone. <laughs> okay, just to explain what the hell we are talking about. There's this New York Times article, and it's all about this Britney Spears pop-up called The Zone. And let me just read a little bit from it. Okay. Britney Spears' The Zone, a 30,000 square foot fan-generated experiential pop-up dedicated to the career of the Princess of Pop has been erected at a time when there's no sign of her return to Vegas or the stage (laughs) anywhere and she's still under personal and financial conservatorship. Yikes. It includes 10 rooms Mm -hmm. that each recreate an iconic music video set, Mm. album concept, Mm. or live performance beginning Uh with a Baby One More In Time inspired high school classroom. Yeah. So that's exactly what it is. Pretty much it. I would say the last description of some of the rooms is a stretch, but go on. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we went to it today. We did. Now, they did reference in that New York Times article that, you know, it is a bit of a hard, potentially a hard time for Britney Spears yep. at the moment, allegedly. Um, and this is all sort of happening with her blessing, sort of. Well, She's... so we were told multiple times today. Well, well, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so a lot of fans I know are boycotting it. We didn't, but that's because we got free tickets. We did. <laughs> because the tickets were, what, $70? $70. That, it's, that's a lot for essentially what is a handful of 
you know, photo opportunities. <laughs> a couple of backdrops. A couple a few a few backdrops and a couple of fun things, but like, yeah, seventy dollars worth is crazy. So it is housed in an old Kmart. It is. <laughs> so Kmart's like an old it's like a it's like a budget store. Yeah, it's it's a supermarket. No, but it's like it's hang on. Wait. Jesse, what's a Kmart? So it's like a Target. It's like a cheaper version of Target. Okay, like Target's dirt, dirt, dirt cheap cousin. So, <laughs> so that's where we went today. Um, next so, to, uh, there was a store next to it called, was it called? Like Wigs, Wigs Today. today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's in this big old Kmart that has clearly closed down and they've taken over it. The exterior of it is painted bright pink with a big mural. I mean, it's pretty insane. I thought walking through the parking lot today, yeah. I was like, how in the year 2020 is this happening? <laughs> it was very strange. This is where we're walking to this giant Britney Spears warehouse. You get inside, there's some costumes. Yeah, about. I liked the costumes. I liked that they supposedly have the uh, outfit that she wore on Star Search when she was a little girl. Oh, yeah. In a glass case. That made me laugh. <laughs> Basically, Britney's childhood in a glass <laughs> yeah. case. Totally made sense. <laughs> Um, so you you sign up and then basically you go in, okay? You go in little groups. The first room you go into is a classroom. Yeah. And you all sit there and they um, they ask, they have a sort of fun tour guide. Yeah, I liked him. I yeah. didn't catch his name, which we should have done oh, for this, I know. but, but, but he, he was nice. he had great um, pink glitter lip gloss Yeah, on. he was one of the many, I assume, lovely gays that worked there. Absolutely. Is that okay to say in 2020? Well, I've just did. Yeah, he would. I've he, just did. Glass of wine. Uh-oh. He, he's he's fine. He's with us. He's good. <laughs> and there was a lot of like, hey, everyone, it's Britney. And everyone go, bitch. What are we going to do today? We're going to work. Bitch. There's a lot of that going on. Now, in that room, there were a few red flags. Yeah. What were they? Uh, a, the chalkboard that had Baby One More Time being written on it, but digitally <laughs> with the chalk sound effect. That one kind of got me a lot. I was like, oh, okay. The, the the cupboards, they were like weird like schoolroom cupboards that you're yeah. meant to open. And Britney's left some surprises in there. And it was like a, an old Britney doll. I thought he meant that we were going to get some things from there. Yeah. I thought they were hiding treats in the cupboard for us. And I was a little disappointed when it was like a Britney doll behind glass. Or, or like some merch you could buy at the end. Or a school yearbook that she had signed, but she wasn't in. Because yeah. she never graduated school. <laughs> homeschooled, Homes- that's what he said. Yes, because she was homeschooled, so she he never graduated high school. So that was all intriguing. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, a, a medium start to what then potentially did get a lot better. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, the next room you go into, there are lockers every, everywhere. Now this... Who the hell came up with this idea? So strange. So they had a giant video, and we'll put... Oh, we should say, we got so... We got too much content from this trip. So we'll be putting a lot of it online. (laughs) But in this video, there's like a giant... um, A giant TV screen, and playing the Baby One More Time video, and then there are lockers. And some of the lockers are pink. And he was like, so... Um, if you open one of the, some of the pink lockers, Britney's left you some vocals in there that she's recorded especially for this. Yeah, brand new vocals is what he brand said. Brand new vocals. So you'd go over to like <laughs> a pink locker and open it and it'd go, hey, 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 like a robot. <laughs> it was so weird. It was like, who came up with this? Um, I genuinely think that was a piece of like 
a, like an extract from like blackout re- the recording and it was just her being like <laughs> like some vocal stems that they yeah, found completely it's like Brittany if, if you want to be involved it's, it's fine you don't need to do anything but you know and she tossed them a USB stick <laughs> yeah. with some old vocal stems on there it there you go some vocal stems cool <laughs> um, and then in the next room you it was like a big um, auditorium auditorium yes and you you get to write letters to Brittany yes you're not going to say what was in your letter because yours, yours is like a letter to Santa, isn't it? It's like secret. Well, it might not come true. I wrote, dear Brittany, you're the reason I'm a gay man. Love you, Fraser. <laughs> because he said that our guide said that, you know, Brittany um, is going to pick five of these Please. today. And the ones she likes, she'll send you like a DM or something like that. Please. So, I don't think so. So I joked to the guy. He was like, you know, he knew by this point I was a very, very big fan. And he was like... What are you going to write in your, yours? And I was just like, I hope you're okay. <laughs> and he just took me aside and went, she's fine. Oh my God. Ooh. <laughs> so that was a little scary. Yeah. So once we did our letters to Brittany, on a headed note paper that said, Dear, Dear Brittany. Brittany. Dear Brittany, today <laughs> I saw a boy. We went into the next oh. <laughs> room, which was the Oops, I Did It Again room. Yes. This was a lot of fun. Yes, this was great. It had like a, a platform you could pretend to be laying down on like from the music video. It had all these consoles with like working buttons and a astronaut who was holding the heart of the ocean. And when you press the heart of the yes. ocean, like smoke came up yeah. behind him. It was good. That, it, that room felt like a, a couple of dollars had been spent and yeah. I liked it. I was like, yeah, well done. Yeah. Because I, yeah, appreciated that production. Where did we go after Mars? I can't remember. Stronger. Ah, yes. The Stronger Room was good in theory. In reality, it was a black room with three silver chairs. And and lots of mirrors. And lots of mirrors. Yeah, three silver chairs like welded to the ground. It was was fine. The Stronger Room was fine. We can move on from that. I did take a picture of, and there was a girl in our group who was there by herself. Mm. And I was like, I was really worried about her. I was like, she's got no one to take pictures. She was doing fine. I saw some of the content she was making. She was getting... Oh, okay. Well, I took a picture of her in the stronger chair. Yeah, she was doing fine, don't you worry. Okay, what room came next? Uh, Me Against the Music. Is it? Yeah. Oh, this was a fun room. Yeah, that was... The Me Against Music room was very good. You you weren't into this initially. No, because I don't like the song Me Against the Music, but by the end of this experience, it's my favourite song. On board. (laughs) They had, like, those kind of wooden maze... Slats. Slats. Just that Slat. a real slatted room, you know, just some like wooden slats. Slats. And we, um, Jesse, creative directed a great moment where you were either Brittany or Madonna, and I was the other one on the other side. Yeah. And we're just rolling around these wooden slats. I, I really like the uh, the thought of Brittany being there that day and like her drilling the slats into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> just Brittany erecting the whole pop up. <laughs> and then the next room was pretty well. Not other part of the me against the music room. You could like film half of the music video and they put it beside Britney's part in the music yeah, video. Yeah, that was good. So you got to play Madonna. Now, what did you do in that? Well, there was a cane, so I pretended to be an old person banging <laughs> on the wall and being like, be quiet. Very fun concept. Which you should you should bring up uh, a playlist that you've got going, actually. Oh, yes. This is very important. I have created a Spotify playlist, which is called Songs to Dance To With A Stick. <laughs> and it's basically all songs where the music video involves someone dancing with a stick, a pole, a cane... Some kind of wooden, you know, implement. So like Maya. So we're talking Case of the X by Maya. Maya. We're talking Me Against the Music. Get we're talking, Right by J-Lo. Get Right by J-Lo. Uh, Try Again with Aaliyah. She dances with a cane in that yep. music video. Uh, Just a Little by Liberty X. You name it. I mean, the list goes <laughs> sexy. I'm, I, I just named all of them, but 
By the time you listen to this, there should be more on that list. Look out for it on Spotify. If if, if anyone out there wants to add to that list, give us a shout yeah. on our on our socials. You're welcome, America, on uh, <laughs> on Instagram. It, it, it runs alongside our playlist, which is called Songs to Swing Your Arms yeah, To. Yeah, perfect. Which is very like Alexander Burke, bad boys. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> and and broken heels. <laughs> you swing your arms as if you're like in a Broadway show. This is Future Fraser. Uh, I have no idea why we just did Broken Heels like it was a 50s song. Sorry, Alexandra. <laughs> um, so that that room was great. Okay, the next room after that was the Toxic Plane. Now, I had some real reservations about this. This was again, For a number like, of reasons. Yeah, yeah. Just because Toxic to me is so kind of, I can't take it anymore. It's the it's the reach S Club Seven reach of Britney's back catalogue. You know, it's like the, the one song I just don't want to hear. It's just so. I here's the thing: is it a fantastic pop song? Of course. Yes. Do I want to hear it? Not really. No. Like it's just overplayed. It's like it's the go-to. Yeah. You know. However, this set. Well, first of all, the plush, plush carpet. Plush carpet. As soon as we, as soon as we stepped in, we're like, "Oh, that's a plush carpet." Ooh, I was like, "Really feeling that plushness?" Well, bearing in mind the pop-up's been open a week and it's going to be open for three months. Oh yeah, that's going to get matted. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to really, you know, have some stories to tell at the end of this. Um, but the plane was great. So you could like stand beside the toxic trolley. Um, like her, you know, the little trolley where she like, yeah, that serves was drinks from. I did a hilarious skate where I pretended there was turbulence and I was shaking the trolley and I fell over. It was very good. I yep. pretended to throw up into the champagne bucket. You did. That yep. was very good. We yep. took a picture beside each other in the, the airplane seats where I was like sexy posing and you were being scared. Yes. Because you don't like flying. I'm scared of flying, famously. Yeah. <laughs> So it was perfect, but the, the talk to room was good. Um, I just want to play you one thing quickly. I think okay. I might have mentioned this to you in IRL, not actually on the podcast, but in the in the kind of around the time of... No, it wasn't around the time of Toxic. So in the time after I left university, there was this Toxic remix that came out, and I was trying to explain it to you the other day, and you were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. And it, it was this one. It was called uh, Britney Spears Toxic uh, Rock to the Beat Remix. Are you ready? Okay. This is this is a real seizure. Yeah, and it, it was the soundtrack to like some really weird parties that we used to have midweek because we were barely working. <laughs> and we got lots of complaints from our neighbours because they were like, please stop having parties on a Wednesday night. We were like, we're 22 and we can do what we want. We're going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> and your friends from that story are actually now dead. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah, they died. Okay. <laughs> no, no, of course not. That's terrible. Um, so the, the talks room was great. Yes. I'm actually going to read the, this extract from the um, New York Times article about the next room, which was the circus room. Okay. Oh, yeah, not great. In the circus room, guests waited in line to jump into a pit containing 80,000 white plastic balls. A zone attendant dove into the pit to fish out a toddler submerged over his head. (laughs) A man dug through the balls as if looking for something. I lost my friend, he yelled. Another adult surfaced from the ball pit as if on cue. Now, we did not go into that ball pit. No. Well, why is that? Because at the side, we found a little... (laughs) collection of Lysol wipes and like dirty Lysol wipes where they'd wipe down all of the balls that are in there to keep them white and it made us all feel sick to our stomachs we were yeah we were like <laughs> we were all four of us there were in total agreement yeah, we were separate like, no. but total agreement we don't need to do the ball pit <laughs> okay so that was the circus room then 
through a, through a curtain, there was a real surprise. I mean, the blackout room. Oh, mama. Whoa. I was not expecting that. So the blackout room was... <laughs> inexplicably a church. Inexplicably a church. Well, yeah, totally inexplicably a yeah. church. And they weren't playing one song, because we should say in all the other rooms, it focused on one song, yeah. whether it was Stronger or, the, or Circus or whatever, like Baby One More Time. This room, it just had the blackout album playing. <laughs> And it was including the beginning of Hot As Ice, our favorite song to do. (laughs) (laughs) Coolest baby babble hot as ice. Well, we could do, we could really busk in the street, couldn't we? Felt like I was blowing into a jug. That was all vocals. So um, that, yeah. So it was like a church and with like pews and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and it was just playing the whole out the whole blackout album but then we did, there were some lovely stained glass windows where yep. you could like you could kneel and pray to the stained glass window that said blackout and, yeah. and when you kneeled it lit up and kind of went <laughs> ah. but then the Truly. best the best part was in the middle there was a candle and it it said um blow and make a wish and i i kneeled down and i blew and all the lights went dark and went out it was amazing it was a blackout it was a blackout <laughs> total blackout so yeah, I really, I think that the candle bit in that, I yeah. thought was fantastic. and the stained glass windows, I thought the whole thing was, that room was unexpected and good. Yeah, really appreciated yeah. that. The next was... Slay for you. Now this room, mm. I think this could be maybe my favourite room. Yeah, it's my second favourite after the blackout room. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was like a real jungly room. Um, and when you walked in, it had that kind of smell of like, if you, you know, if you went to... In fact, I can imagine the Eden Project probably smells like that. Right. <laughs> sort of like moisture and plants. Yeah. Foliage you know I mean? that's in a place it shouldn't be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like just like a garden center, essentially. Um, and then you could like pose with the snake. They had like a fake snake which you could dance with. Yeah. But I thought the coolest bit was they had this, what was that? Like vape like vapor steam yeah it was like it was like a mister that you have outside yes. a hot restaurant in like palm springs but it was a mister where they projected the slave for you vma performance onto the mister so it was like a it was like a, a wall of steam that the video was projected onto it was very impressive and you could like dance through it yeah that was that was basically all my childhood fantasies come to life yeah that it, me getting to like dance the slave for you under this vapor with yeah. Brittany above me while people were taking videos. I say people, <laughs> my husband, Jesse, that, that just ticked all my boxes. Yeah. Um, so that was great. What was the next? The last one was piece of me. And that's where you posed in front of like paparazzi. Oh yeah. And then they put your picture onto a fake magazine. Oh no, the fake magazine was great. Actually. <laughs> it said the headlines, oops, find out what we did. <laughs> and then alongside is the best part. There are three actual pictures, pictures of Brittany Secret vacay pics, Miss American Dream, you want a piece of me? And the you want a piece of me, like one, she's standing posing with a bottle of perfume. <laughs> that was perfect for me. Yeah, it was good. I bought a t-shirt. <laughs> you did buy a very low quality t-shirt. Very oh, low quality expensive t-shirt. Some end. great things in the merchandise area. There are some old t-shirts from 2018. It was like, yeah. Britney World Tour 2018. Ooh. Loved that. Yikes. As if they were just like... We'll just shove them in the shop in the zone water remember that those bottled water that was called in the zone <laughs> just just i mean <laughs> not just, even refrigerated i think i've got a great picture a of warm those. bottle of in the zone water yeah so all the way throughout as well um there you sort of had to put on well i mean 
I would say that this event really was our Glastonbury. Yeah, 100%. And just to complete that, they gave us these wristbands. <laughs> yes, still wearing them. Still wearing them. I mean, we're never going to remove no, them. No, never. Ever. Um, and at certain like points, you could take your own photos and videos, but at certain points, you can like beep like a special thing and you could get an official photo yeah. taken of you or official video, like the, the magazine covers we're just talking about. And then it gets sent to an app, which you have to download. <laughs> the technology was thrilling. It really was. It felt like it was one glitch away from the whole pop-up just exploding. <laughs> you know what I mean? The app's down. Well, the whole place will have to close. <laughs> you, you just know at some point, like, someone's going to lose all their photos and, like, yeah. I don't know, a thousand people have to get free tickets. Yeah, 100%. They'll have to like, do it all over again. <laughs> so, um, Britney Spears pop-up. Mm. What do you think the UK mm. equivalent of this would be? Um... I guess maybe is there like was there not that Spice Girls exhibit that happened where you could go and like look at the merch? Oh, that's pretty and look good. At the stuff I remember that was in London, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of like, and it it looked. I mean, we clearly would have gone to it if if it if we'd been in the UK at the yeah. time. But it was also like a bit shit. Yeah, I think that might have. Been, I think that in my head might be the equivalent. What was that called? I remember you could ride a bus to it, like from Wannabe. I also wonder if um, I found in Liverpool. The Beatles story. Oh, God. The Beatles story is a museum in Liverpool about the Beatles and their history. It's located in a dock, blah, 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 blah. The Beatles story contains recreations of the Casbah Coffee Club, the Cavern Club, and Abbey Road Studios, among other historical Beatles items. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Either of those things. I mean, I guess Britain I, and the Spice Girls I think closer. the Spice Girls one is more, yeah. Oh, God, I just tried to look it up, and there's this thing that says, there's a Spice Girls-themed boozy brunch heading to LA. Oh, Lord. I mean, that's going to be horrific, but we're going to do it. Yeah, I think we're going to have to, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, related activities include Spice Girls karaoke, plus a costume contest. Oh, no. Oh, I don't want to do this. Because you know, as discussed earlier, which oh. Spice Girl you're going to have to be. I'm not being Mel B, that's racist. I actually think it's the opposite of racism if you're Mel B. Are you, are you trying to tell me that I would have to be scary? Because why, I d- why do either of us have to be Mel B? Look, I want to be Jerry, but you're not the Jerry. <laughs> Let's wrap this segment up. Okay. I'm being, I'm being Victoria anyway, so I don't care. So <laughs> the UK equivalent of the Britney Spears pop-up is the Spice Girls <laughs> exhibit from last year, Shortly Lived, and also the Beatles Museum in Liverpool. You're, you're welcome. welcome. Okay, we have done our American topic for the episode. Fraser, you're up with the British topic. What's it going to be, babes? Well, this topic for this episode comes from Andrew Westwell. Shout out to Andrew. He had a suggestion, which actually is always appreciated. If anyone does have a topic that they want us to tackle, uh, you can just get in touch with us. I mean, he did it in person. Whoa. No, 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 <laughs> don't, no. Don't approach me in no, the street. No, but, um... no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want like someone come doing a little tap on the on my car window. Just... <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, so, you know, just get in touch on the socials. You know, yeah. you're welcome, America, on uh, Instagram mainly. Or when you leave us a, a, a comment or a review on Apple Podcasts. So, yeah, uh, this is actually a topic uh, suggested by Andrew, and the topic is... John Lewis. Oh, I feel instantly warm, cozy, <laughs> reassured, yeah. safe. Yeah. I feel very safe. Do you also feel like it's the 90s? The, mm. Our favorite reference on this podcast <laughs> is talking about the 90s. No, I don't know. See, for me, John Lewis feels less 90s. Oh, really? And we'll get around to why. Interesting. We'll get into that. Well, let's. Uh, I'm going to just open with 
as always, a fun little description just for any American listeners who have no idea what we're talking about. John Lewis is, well, he is a person, but what I'm talking about is not a person. Got it. So uh, John Lewis and Partners, formerly John Lewis, is a brand of high-end, question mark that one, department stores operating through Great Britain. Uh, The brand sells general merchandise um, and as part of the employee-owned mutual organization known as the John Lewis Partnership, it's the largest cooperative in the UK. There's a lot to break down there. There's a lot happening that, in that dry, dry sentence I just read out. <laughs> so basically, um, John Lewis is a kind of British institution department store. Yes. I think that's the best way to describe it. So actually, the first John Lewis store was opened in 1864 on Oxford Street. And there's now 51, currently 51 John Lewis stores around Great Britain. Currently. 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 (laughs) We're always living in danger that they're going to disappear. Yes. So the reason John Lewis is such like a British institution is just uh, in so many major towns. So like outside of London, there's one in like pretty much one in every kind of major town. Yeah. And it just has a very like British identity. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of also unpack the other thing that's a little bit boring about it, but I'll just get it out of the way. Everyone that works for John Lewis is technically called a partner and they get like shares in the company as part of working there. Yeah, it's like a cooperative. So if if they do well one year, everyone gets like 50 pounds. If they don't do well, they get fired. Fired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Something like that. Okay. So look, um, look, we don't know much about business. Okay. (laughs) But we know John Lewis has its own special thing going on. Yeah, exactly. So... My experience with John Lewis, yeah, I thought we'd start there. Oh yeah, is um, we had it's actually it got it was a department store that already existed in Norwich and it was called Bonds, like James Bonds, oh, okay, with an S, um, and Bonds got t- taken over by John Lewis, right? And it's a real sign of your age if you if you're from Norwich and you still refer to it as Bonds. Okay, so, so what year? <laughs> what year did this happen? Would you still refer to it as Bonds or or John Lewis? I was I was in like the transition period, so I think I think of it as John Lewis. Okay. And actually, it was a really good place to meet people if you're going into the city to go shopping. So you'd be like, "Oh, I'll meet you at John Lewis." Whereas my mum would be like, "Oh, I'll, I'll park outside Bonds. I'll pick you up outside Bonds." That was it. My mum always used to pick me up outside Bonds <laughs> if I'd been like shopping with my friends. If I'd been Aww. in the city, you know, just hanging out in town for the day, just in town, like going to Topman and walking around and looking at like horrible like woven belts that I could have bought, <laughs> 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 like 1999. Oh, so Bonds became John Lewis in 2001. Oh, this all makes sense. So I was in the, you know, I wasn't really getting picked up from Bonds until around that kind of time. So for me, I was in the Bonds-John Lewis crossover time. Got it, got it, got Um, it. So that was kind of my my experience with it. But Bonds, I just almost got it, (laughs) Bonds. John Lewis to me is the kind of place where we would have gone, like, to buy a duvet. Mm. You buy that, oh, I'm going to get... Good quality. Good quality, and you know they have their they have their thing called never knowingly undersold, which is if you can find it cheaper in another store, they match it. Something like that. Very complicated. I've never tried it because I wasn't grown up enough to do that. Well, that's like a lot of trips with receipts. Yeah, that's. I don't have time for that. <laughs> I'd rather just pay more and yeah. not have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to me, to me, John Lewis is very like. I'd be in, I'd go go there with my mum on like a Saturday and like traipse around after her and have watch her like looking at duvets and duvet covers and being very bored. What would she, so she'd be what would she be buying other than duvet covers? Um, well, my mother is not known for her homemaking skills, okay. uh, which she I'm sure she won't mind me saying. So it's not necessarily that my mum would be like, oh, I've got to like you know get some new cutlery or a new kitchen utensil because she didn't cook. <laughs> So more it would be like replacing like uh, the Hoover that had broken or something to that. It would be like you go and buy like an electrical item from there. Or like me and my brother 
bought our i think i bought my mini disc hi-fi from there which we've discussed on the podcast before <laughs> my ill-fated journey into the mini disc technology but i bought my mini disc hi-fi and my mini disc player from john lewis Wait, in I'm the a, 2000s i'm sure when we discussed before i also had a mini disc hi-fi and a mini disc portable player <laughs> we were I, fools <laughs> i heavily invested into the mini disc revolution <laughs> we were such fools i wait i'm sure we've talked about this before right. but i used to create compilation mini discs yeah based on the season i do remember that autumn 1999 <laughs> was a particularly good mix oh lovely and i still do that now but yeah. on spotify yeah so I was really the... i i was just the future so yeah that was our kind of main thing is we would go there for like electrical items and it would be like christmas purchases you know you mm. often go there at, at Christmas, which is something we will get to later on. Well, let let me say, let me tell you about Lewis. my experience with John Lewis. Okay, so John Lewis, I grew up in Glasgow, the the real, <laughs> the real, the real ruffian city in Scotland, the fun city. Thank you. Um, now, traditionally, there's a war between Glasgow and Edinburgh. Glasgow's right. in the west coast, Edinburgh's in the east coast. Oh, much like here in America, exactly. In the '90s rap games, east coast versus west coast, just like that. <laughs> Now, this will, you know, Glasgow and Edinburgh are both big cities with their very distinctive personalities. They're less than an hour away from one another, <laughs> America. Just just you chew on that. And traditionally, people in Edinburgh are really snobby about Glasgow and they'd say, the best thing to come out of Glasgow is the road to Edinburgh. Oh, God. That's like someone in LA being like, Actually, that doesn't make any sense. I was about to say, like, someone in Pasadena being really snobby about someone that lives in Santa Monica, but that probably does happen. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably and that's probably the, <laughs> the distance, exact distance that we're talking yeah, about. Okay. So anyway, yeah. growing up, there was a John Lewis in Edinburgh. Oh, babe. Okay? Oh, that's so, rough. So people would, like, make the trip. You know, they'd be like, oh, well, I'm just going to go through to, J- to JL's. Oh, JL's. JL's. So it wasn't um, formally known as anything else. Well, it was called John Lewis, but it's just my friend Katrina's mum, Judy, Judy McConaughey, loved <laughs> referring to it as JL's. JL's. And that always just stuck in my head. So she would, like, Judy and the gang would go through to JL's in Edinburgh. But then, in 1999, oh. the Buchanan Gallery's uh, shopping mall was yep. built in Glasgow. And John Lewis arrived. Oh, just in time for the millennium. Just in time for the millennium. <laughs> Actually, when, when the Buchanan Gallery's uh, shopping centre, shopping mall uh, opened, I remember my uncle took a visit to it and he was really angered because he said that all the tiles that they used in the floor were really slippy if you were wearing a shoe with a leather sole. What? <laughs> I remember being like, what are you on about? How many people in Glasgow are traipsing around with like a leather soled shoe? So specific. So specific. Anyway, John Lewis opened. Um, and my main memory of it was it would be when we, much like you going into town as kids, like when we were teenagers, we'd go into town and if we're feeling particularly like, I know, Zhuzhi that day, yeah. we would go to JL's for like lunch. Oh, of course, the cafe. The cafe. But the cafe specifically sold crepes. Yes, it did. It had a crepe station. Yes. Yes. Oh, you're so right. I've just remembered so having crepes, crepes in there. So we'd be like, oh, should we go to John Lewis to get a crepe? Oh, lovely. So we'd go into, I don't even like a crepe, but we went. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. It was like, if we didn't go to McDonald's and we were deciding to be more, a little more kind of high end, we'd be like, oh, we'll just go into John Lewis and get a crepe. Yep. Pop into Bonds, have a crepe. Get, go, go, go get that crepe. <laughs> <laughs> and to get to the crepe station and the cafeteria, you'd have to, have to walk through the haberdashery department. Oh, you have just spoken the next words I was going to speak about. Okay. For some reason, John Lewis is really known for their haberdashery department. Haberdashery. What a word. <laughs> haberdashery. It's so well, you know, if you satisfying. just want a button or a ribbon or a thread. <laughs> a little bauble. Little yeah, bits just, and baubles. Just little things. Something you might sew onto your cardi. <laughs> just, just nip into the haberdashery department at JL's. And again, I will say... 
just to th- throw my mum under the bus one more time, <laughs> not somewhere we'd be. My mum replacing a button from the haberdashery. <laughs> she was known to uh, just fully replace an item that had lost a button rather than be able to sew it back on. I remember my mum, she had a sewing case, never used. <laughs> Look, what my mum didn't have in domestic skills, she made up for it in fun, okay? <laughs> she was a right laugh. Still is. <laughs> That sounds really threatening. She was she was more she was more of an entertainer. Okay, fine. <laughs> my dad did the domestic stuff. Oh, fine, it was your, great. Your dad was just busy sewing in the background. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Felix was just darning the socks for <laughs> <Yeah>. school. <laughs> oh wait a minute! For school, did you ever have name tags that you had to sew on? Yes. Oh. I, I think I think my mum did attempt that, and I think mine were like always falling out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a while it was the ones you sewed in and then they, they, the new technology came and it was like name tags that you could iron on oh yeah do you remember those oh speaking of which did you did you wear a school uniform oh from did i wear did a school you... uniform from the age of four <laughs> to 18 i had to wear a shirt and tie every single day oh, you, in sixth form you wore a uniform oh yeah oh. at the age at the age of four we had caps <laughs> with little emblems on them we had pulled up socks not like... baseball caps everyone should know oh, no, we're no. not talking about a baseball but cap. but the girls had these kind of like corduroy puffy baker boy caps that they wore oh wow <laughs> it's very like 2004 <laughs> well did you did you get your school uniform from john lewis because that's actually no. we uh, our school uniform was available in John Lewis oh, so was it? that would be one of our things we'd have to traipse there and get a school uniform there were maybe three stores in Glasgow where you could get our school uniform from and the main one we went to was called Man's World <laughs> <laughs> did they play the song I wish it's it was... a man's world I just remember like <laughs> Man's World I just remember thinking there's something not right about this <laughs> can't quite put my finger yeah, on it draping to this store <laughs> called Man's World and I remember one time I was in Man's World getting a new pair of um, uh, I was going to say pants but I do mean pants yeah, in America yeah. I mean uh, some trousers, trousers some school trousers Slacks. and this and they were, look, it was going through my bigger stage and they were very like, very husky, very, they were very open about saying like, oh, well, we don't make, you know, trousers this short with such a big waist. <laughs> Ouch. Man's world. Ouch. Man's world for you. Anyway. Um, moving on from that, what is your experience of John Lewis in London? Did you ever have to, did you hmm. ever be forced to go to the one on Oxford Street? Because what I will say is, uh, you know. People that live in London know how nightmarish Oxford Street is. And if you're American and you go and visit London, know you'll probably will go to Oxford Street because it's yeah. so stressful. Um, the one on Oxford Street is huge and it has the most, the largest amount of like escalators and it's very confusing. You can get lost in there for days. I, yeah, I didn't really go to that much in London because I feel like when we were in London, it was for me, not for you, but for me, it was just before everyone got married. <laughs> so we weren't going there to like, because John Lewis is a classic place of your wedding list. Oh, 100%. You know, because you can get everything. Get everything there. And it's <laughs> a decent price and it's high quality, but it's not too much, you know. Um, so I didn't really go there much. I mean, they, for a while, they partnered up with Waitrose. Yeah. And the food hall at uh, John Lewis. I remember going there a couple of times to get like a waitress sandwich. Right. <laughs> but then I, in one visit back from LA to, I think, I think it was with Jesse. I think I forced Jesse to walk around John Lewis in Glasgow a couple of years ago. <laughs> and, or maybe it was, I can't remember. I was back from LA and I walked through John Lewis in Glasgow and they had a great deal on beach towels. Oh, lovely. And I tell you what, to this day in LA, when I go to the beach, I take my John Lewis beach towels. Oh, I think I probably sat on one of yeah. them when we went last summer. Yeah, probably. One, one's got a watermelon. Another one's got um, a flamingo. Oh, lovely. Bought those in JL's in Glasgow in a rainy February. <laughs> I 
use them in LA. Can Ooh, you believe it? I can't believe it, Sandra. Um, so I actually used to, when I used to work at the uh, Early Learning Centre, the toy shop in Chelsea, in London, that was next door to Peter Jones, which is still called Peter Jones, but is, is a John Lewis yes. store. They like wouldn't give up the name Peter Jones. I think it was like the second ever John Lewis, so they didn't ever Got rename it. it. And Peter Jones is famously stubborn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that one was weirdly more expensive than anywhere else because it was in Chelsea and the clientele was it was very strange I used to go in there sometimes on my lunch break if I had to like get something because I was so poor at the time I would go in there and be like oh I can't afford to buy a pillow from here it was very sad yeah Yeah, but like when you're in your early 20s in London yeah why would you buy a (laughs) pillow from John Lewis it's expensive yeah and it's a shame because I'm actually furnishing my apartment as we speak and actually I'd love to be able to pop into a John Lewis and get a nice, like, that's where I get my nice sheets from, you know? Mm. Remember remember my promise that I was going to have nice sheets? Do you remember this conversation? Should we, we relive this yeah. story? So we, okay, so we... It was flying back from Vegas to LA on my 30th birthday yeah. when we were just here on holiday. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we decided to write a list of things that we wanted to achieve by the time we were 35. 35. I like I like the way you say, for some reason, I forced us to write lists yep. of what we were to achieve by the time we're 35. Yes. And you all, you and Michael wrote some very like, oh, sorry, podcast nemesis, Michael. Wrote lots of uh, nice things about like just all these hopes and dreams. And mine was just to have nice sheets. <laughs> and what your sheets like? No, they're nice. They're, yeah. you, you did it. Yeah. Yeah, you made right. it. they're not bad at all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm pleased. I have made it. Yeah. <laughs> that was really patronizing the way I went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is Sandra. <laughs> Sandra, you've done well with your sheets. You've got a good quality. You've got like a high, high like thread count. <laughs> so one of the things that John Lewis is known for, which I find infuriating and aggravating is... The John Lewis Christmas advert. Oh, yeah. This started in 2007, I think. And it's become this, like, awful staple. I think we might have even touched on this in a previous episode. Maybe the Christmas episode. I mean, it's one of the pillars of the United Kingdom. Yes, it is one of the most UK things. And basically what it is, is it to signal the start of the Christmas, like, shopping season. So, like, usually around, like, end of November, John Lewis will release their Christmas advert. Now, the Christmas advert is always some... Some abstract piece of art. <laughs> it's always some like, you know, like a, it'll be an animation about like a penguin that gets lost and then finds its like other half. Yeah. And it will always be set to something which is my greatest bugbear in life, which is a stripped back, slowed down version of a pop song. Yes. Sung by like a different artist, like a whimsical artist. Well, the key, the key is to like have a bit of a, it has to be warm and cozy. Yeah. But it also... There has to be a bit of like a switcheroo going on yeah. in there. So it could be like it it could be like a rock song that actually has very gentle, loving lyrics that yes. slowed down. And then there's like a I don't know I don't know, Catherine Jenkins is singing this rock song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, do you know what I mean? The worst, the one I hated the most was Lily Allen singing um that song by Keen. Somewhere only we know. La, 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 la. Yeah, it yeah. was so infuriating. It's like I can't Obviously, there's some moments where the live lounge is, like, fun, when, like, fun people do fun covers. The live lounge is a thing on BBC Radio 1, and it's this show where singers go on and do, like, live covers of other pop songs. Well, they go in, they're promoting, like, say, for example, the Pussycat Dolls promoting a new single. They'll go into the live lounge. (laughs) What are the Pussycat Dolls going to do in the live lounge? Let's just... (laughs) 
<laughs> but they'll do they'll sing a stripped down acoustic version of their new of their latest single but then they'll also do an unlikely cover yeah and that's that's the point it's always like oh it's so unlikely and there's nothing i used to hate more than when people would be like oh have you heard the live lounge cover of it's like ellie goulding doing a cover of like blah 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 like it's always just like nothing something i don't like plus something i don't like stripped down equals something i really 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 don't like the only time i ever enjoyed it is when cheryl sung uh Cheryl went on and she sang that. I can't. Even, oh God, I can't remember what song she did, but she did this really. It, it was just. Oh my God! Funny. Yes, wait a minute. It's coming. Like that fire. It was that Fireflies song. Oh, you know yeah. that, like Owl Owl City. Owl City Fireflies. <laughs> it's just like. Fireflies. Heavily supported by some backing vocalists. <laughs> that was, that was, God bless that was her. Wonderful. <laughs> so yeah, and and the 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 John Lewis thing is really the it's infuriates me because what it is now is it's this thing of like. The point of the advert is to make people cry because it's always like yeah. kind of tender or sweet or like kind of a bit sad. And it's like because it's Christmas, people's emotions are already running high anyway. And it's just become this real thing where people are like, have you seen the John Lewis ad? Oh, yeah, I cried. Oh, I cried. Oh, I tell you what, I watched that John Lewis advert and I really cried. And I'm always just like, I've watched them and my you know, face is set to stone. <laughs> I even think if I actually, I think it's because I'm so contrary that even if it actually is good and sweet i will like never show emotion because i've taken such a weird stance against it over the years that sounds about right yeah okay so i was having a think about what the u.s equivalent of john lewis is yeah and i definitely need your help with this because my knowledge of department stores here is still light Mm -hmm. um so i think the one that i was thinking of is actually macy's i was thinking macy's and i was thinking the reason for that is they are everywhere they very much do sell everything general. You know, it's like a, a casual place where you can go. But the main reason I think of it is because of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So it's like they have their own, oh. like, you know, national holiday tradition, yes. much like the John Lewis Christmas advert. So it's like department store all over the country associated with a national holiday. So I was thinking Macy's. That's very good. Yeah, it, it's like Macy's have a real, like cultural hold on America and yeah. something with their parade and John Lewis have that in many aspects, the, not just the Chris, their Christmas <laughs> advert. Um, yeah. Macy's also feels very American right down to the star yeah. in, in its kind of logo. And John Lewis, I mean, does John Lewis even have like a by appointment to the queen thing? Yes. One of the stores is like, it's like the haberdasher to the queen. Yeah. Which is a whole other, whole other <laughs> so, ball game to get so into. You'll, so you'll always find the queen and John Lewis on Oxford street, just rifling through like a little button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to find that nice little little trinket to sew onto her blouse <laughs> a replacement jewel to put in her crown um i really feel like you could see the queen at john lewis like it does that wouldn't be oh, like probably yeah you, that wouldn't be like shocking to see her shuffling around in like the homeware section would it the, the one thing to say is is also that um both john lewis and macy in the uk john lewis is like what you'd call like an anchor tenant at a mall. Yeah. Like they, at one end of a mall will be a giant John Lewis. And the same in America, like at one end of a mall will be a giant Macy's. So I feel they're similar. What Macy's doesn't have is the food. True. They do not have, but every mall in America has such a good like food court situation. You don't need it. Yeah. Well, it's a different world. So the US equivalent of John Lewis is Macy's. You're You're welcome. welcome. Oh, 
Kate, we're back. Now, as ever, we round out every episode of Your Welcome America by playing a game called Welcome Not Welcome, where we say very British or American things and we have to say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. What? Why are you laughing at me? I'm, I'm kind of drunk. Oh, God. <laughs> It just hit me in a wave. I was like, whoa, Ooh. I'm drunk. Okay, go on. Okay, welcome or not welcome, the phrase fancy dress. <laughs> they don't say it here, do they? No, it's like costume. 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 In the UK, fancy dress party. In the US, costume, costume party. party. Oh, I love the term fancy dress. Although oh. when you think about it through the lens of an American, it's like, oh, we're going to wear our fancy dress. Yeah, can I make... oh, it's my fanciest dress I own. Whereas you're wearing a costume. <laughs> yeah. So actually, fancy dress. Yeah, costume party makes more sense. Damn it. Okay, yeah, not welcome. Not welcome. Okay, welcome or not welcome, the DMV. <laughs> we've done this before, haven't we? We have not done the DMV well, it's, before. No, it's not welcome. <laughs> As we've discussed, though, the DMV is... Everything awful you hear about the DMV is 100% true. Yeah. And you go and you're like, oh, it's not just like a, a kind of like hokey stand-up joke. Oh, well, the, this is like being in the line at the DMV. No, the line at the DMV is yeah, actually awful. It's very stressful. And I have to go there again very soon. How is that driving going? Uh, pending okay. pending welcome or not welcome the phrase fanny about oh i love the term fanny about so this is like faffing faffing no well they don't even say faffing here do they what it's it's uh because fanny means mm. um wait a minute wait jesse, jesse. <laughs> do you know what fa- do you know what faffing is nope. oh no, see they don't say faffing here they would say um mm. what would you say if like someone was taking their Overly taking their time to get ready. What would you call that? Being slow. <laughs> Being slow. slow. Oh, well, we don't know how to... Basically, we don't know how to translate this, but fanny... Well, fanny about. It's like, oh, do you know what? You, what are you doing today? Oh, nothing. I'm just going to, like, fanny, fanny about. about. It's like doing errands. You're going to potter. Which yeah. they hear they would say putter. Putter. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's the equivalent is to putter around, is to fanny about. Fanny about. But then to faff. Fa- fanny and to faff, it also... They also imply that you're slightly flapping and you're not quite, like, together in time. Yeah. But I use fannying about just for, like... In fact, uh, call us to Charlie, CLC. She's often known to... I'll say, like, what are you doing later? She's just like, oh, I'm just going to fanny about. And I don't know what she does in that. Organises all her trinkets in her bedroom or something. I'm not sure. Well, she's just fanning about. She's fanning about. It doesn't need to be a specific thing. So many trinkets she's got to organise. <laughs> she loves a trinket. You just make it... You make it sound like CLC just, like... Like, lives in a room full of, like, little sparkly trinkets that she has to put in place. I mean... Is that true? That's not incorrect. Okay. She's got... Honestly, her bedroom's so precarious. If you knock something, 10,000 trinkets come falling down. <laughs> okay, you're up. Uh, welcome or not welcome, crumpets. Mm, not welcome. Are you kidding me? I love crumpets. I just think... How do we describe a crumpet? Are they a thing here in the US? No, no, not at all. They're kind of like a weird. Sp- it's like a, like think of an English an English muffin. Yes, but it's a bit more spongy. Y- yes, and it's kind of got like holes in it. Holes in it. <laughs> I just think of those really sad packets of Warburton's. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Did crumpets? you never have a giant crumpet? No, what's a giant crumpet? They were Warburton's. Actually, made them. They're like this big. They're about the size of like a, a side, like a, a saucer. Okay. And you put them in the toaster and then, yeah, you could eat like a crumpet that's that big. What would you put on it? I like, I'm, I'm a purist. I like just butter. Okay. But when I was a kid, we would do um, Marmite because oh. that all sinks down to the bottom layer. Which is like a, a yeasty Vegemite. Yeast extract. Yeah. Yes. Um, or um, blackcurrant jam. Oh. Or blackcurrant jelly, as you would say here. Well, I would, if I were to have a crumpet, I'd put butter on it, melt the butter and I'd have like a, a raspberry jam. 
on top. Oh, lovely. lovely. See, I just... No, oh, not welcome. welcome. I'd rather, I would rather have a scone or, no, or a too, pancake. Scone's too claggy. I like how, <laughs> how like wet you can make a crumpet, which is odd for me because I like things dry. Claggy is like, like sticking to your teeth. Like when you have a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> oh, that's Claggsville. And, it, and it's just like it's all stuck into this And claggy. you know how much I love dry food, so I'm always living in Claggsville. Oh, yeah, Let's true. move on. Okay, welcome or not welcome. This is my <laughs> final one. Molten brown. I mean, you know I don't live in this world. Of, uh, fancy soaps and Mol- smellies molten smellies <laughs> it's very boots in the 90s isn't it it's very well, like get us some smellies for christmas what, you know, what are you getting mum for christmas you get mum for crimbo just some smellies getting some smellies. <laughs> smellies smellies from boots which will, what would the equivalent of that be like getting some uh candles from bath and body works <laughs> like some, yeah some like getting yeah. some scented hand cream from bath and body works yeah <laughs> smellies from boots smellies molten from brown boots, boots. Molten Brown is, um, yeah, lots of people know it. It's that, um, like, it's just a very British soap company. But I'm really, you'll be really surprised to hear it. I'm huh? incredibly snobby about what? it. What? I know. I'm shocked. Because it's good, but people sort of sometimes hold it to really, like, high esteem. Like, oh, M- Molten Brown. And it's like, <laughs> mm, it's a little bit shit. Like Joe Malone. Oh, I hate Joe Malone. Oh, with all my heart. Oh, she's the podcast nemesis now, is she? she? Michael and Joe Malone. Podcast <laughs> nemesis Michael. Well, speaking of podcast nemesis Michael, loves a Joe Malone fragrance. Okay. A unisex Joe Malone fragrance. All right, let's Anyway, not- Joe Malone and Molten Brown, <laughs> neither are welcome, okay? Okay, I guess I, guess I I'm, I'm not going to speak on that. Okay, what's your final one? Uh, welcome or not welcome, Wendy's. Have you ever eaten in a Wendy's? Never been to a Wendy's. Let me tell you something. What's the key? What's like the thing there? Well, I had the spicy nuggets from Wendy's the other day. Oh. And they were really, really delicious. Listen, did I go there after a therapy session? Yes, I did. (laughs) I went to therapy and then on the way home, I passed a Wendy's and I thought, this seems like the right time to eat a full Wendy's meal. And I did. And I felt great about it. Where are you at with Carl's Jr. right now? I have not set foot in there since the two times that I went when I was drunk when I first moved to my new apartment. Okay, well done. I now cannot see it. I'm blind to it. Okay. I do know that there's a McDonald's a bit further down the street. Uh-oh. <laughs> so have you been going there? I've been once. Okay. I've been once. I passed a place earlier today called Jolly Bee. Jolly Bee? Yeah. It's like, like the logo has like a, a bee. And it looks oh, like Jolly Bee. Jolly Bee. Yeah. I guess you're making it sound, in my head, it's Jolly and then the letter B. Oh, no, no, no. I would say like a B. You're saying B. Jolly B. So Jolly... What do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't Jolly B. There we go, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was like a chicken-based fast food place. I'm yeah. not sure about that. Yeah, maybe Why is it B but chicken? I don't know. It should be called Jolly Chicken. Maybe it's like honey-glazed chicken. I don't think it is that, but that would make sense. <laughs> honey from a B. A Billy Piper. Billy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a real after dark, isn't it? Whoa. Should we finish this episode? Yeah, we I should. think we've lost it. Wait, was Wendy's welcome? Oh, of course. Spicy uh, nuggets. You need to get into it. I know you like fast food, even though you pretend you don't. I The idea of a spicy nugget sounds good. Yeah, they're really good. Okay. No filly of fish, but whatever. <laughs> okay, well, that was it for another <laughs> That was it. As ever, that was do it. follow us on that was Spotify. <laughs> do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us because we will read things out. Um, get in touch on uh, Instagram. You're welcome, America. Okay, well, that's the end of the episode. I think maybe there's someone that wants to say goodbye to us. I think it's someone that we've talked about today. I think, I think, wait, is that Britney Spears? I think she might be with us. Britney, Britney, come and just get on mic. Just say goodbye. Bye. You're so far up your nose. I can get the smell of you.
Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.